This episode of the I Know Podcast is brought to you by Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker Black Label is one of life's true icons. A masterful blend of single malt and grain whiskies from across Scotland. I mean, aged for about even more than 12 years. The result is a timeless classic with depth and a balance of flavor. Drink it with ice, neat, or you could drink it like me with San Chaser. Johnny Walker, sweetness wrapped in smoke. This episode of the IML Podcast is also sponsored by Act Harmony. Act Harmony offers a range of massage services to address soft tissue pain, dysfunction, and injury. They also aim to help support the recovery of a person with high active lifestyles. You know, you're working in a defile and in a high stress environment. If you don't know if you need a massage or not, just give Act Harmony a call at 259 7719. Once again, that is 259 7719. This is the I Know Podcast, where we're all about healthy debate, honest conversation, and talking bare junk. Information, knowledge, observation. Well, wait till um, you're writing your thing. Yeah. Oh, that is in. <laughs> <laughs> this is the I Know Podcast. I-N-O, information, knowledge, observation. Also, I know nothing. We got a man like Romar outside. We got Malik Moz. Hey. We got Moz inside. We got Kofi, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name is Marcus Myers, and we have a very, very special very busy guest <laughs> who's joining us today. I'm really happy that he's here. Uh, probably one of the most interesting stories that, that have come out of Barbados in our generation and probably of all time, I mean, in terms of just what he did for technology and stuff. If you don't know who this person is, you're going to find out and you're going to be blown away. Um, what else can I say? He is, he is one of the first persons to invest in Bitcoin in the world. He's also the co-founder of Bit. He's also an entrepreneur, a businessman, and currently is the Barbados ambassador to the United Arab Emirates. We have His Excellency, His Excellency. Gabriel Abed. What's going on, sir? Hello, Marcus. Uh, it's nice to be on, on these, these nice shores again after many months of being away in, in the desert. Thank you for having me on the show. It's nice to be here with you, Kofi, um, uh, sitting here in, on the island again. Listen, we, we know what what it looks, what like Dubai and, and Abu Dhabi look like. And they look like you're having a grand time out there. Based on what you see <laughs> yeah. on Google, it seems really good out there. I mean, oh my gosh, everything looks amazing. The screensaver doesn't, 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 um, do it justice. Yeah, that's a, that's a place without limits. Um, you know, they, they, they want to have the tallest building in the world, the deepest pool, mm-hmm. the biggest restaurant. You know, they, they really go after being number one. And, um, as a Barbadian observing that, and then coming back home with with that perspective in mind, right. yeah. mm-hmm. you could see a lot of a lot of room of where this island could really grow, grow and and change. When you see that type of attitude applied, and where an area of desert has now become one of the more popular cities in the world, mm-hmm. it really shows you that you know we we already have a lot more than than most. You know we have this beautiful nation, great people, um, a, a decent educational structure that allows people to to have that ability for upward mobility, but we have this never ending infinite resource. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not infinite, but right. the beach, the ocean. Oh. Right, those, those are like mini deserts too, right? If you think about it. I mean, is this no. A- <laughs> <laughs> okay, b- before before we move on, right? So I would love I would love that we 
Let's just, <laughs> do we call you His Excellency for the whole podcast? I have no Absolutely issue with that. Not. That sounds dope. Gabe, right? Gabe, that sounds very dope. Gabriel would be would be equally as appropriate. Your Honor, Your Majesty, whatever you want to do, we can do. Okay, cool. Uh, Gabriel is fine. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. So let's let's start at the beginning, right? If you don't mind, if you could go back to the year the year before you uh, invested and saw what Bitcoin could be. Like, what were you back then? What were you doing back then? What was your mindset back then? Uh, and what fair, year was it? Very, would have been 2009. Mm, I was in my last year in university mm. um, in Canada. Uh, so I had finished uh, Queen's College, BCC, and then went to Canada to do an undergrad. So I would have been, you know, your average nerd in a classroom still learning. Right. Um, but, the, the you know, this this topic happened to cross the desk of myself and others. Um, in, in that particular class, because that class was, um, or at least the program I was doing was uh, a Bachelor of IT and its major was network security. Mm-hmm. Um, so cryptography is part of that. And it's it's probably one of the main reasons why I was so early. It's that, you know, most people look at Bitcoin, they say, this doesn't make sense to me. I don't right. understand it. Me. Um, a lot of people, <laughs> a, a lot of people, because... It requires most people understand economics to at least the gra- the, the 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 macro level. Mm-hmm. You know what's going on around them, how to create an economy. Most people understand money because they interact with it daily. Right. Um, but cryptography is the area that's very foreign to a lot of people, and it was because I just happened to be in the right place, the right time, mm-hmm. um, and I chose a, a, a degree that was was timely right. and uh, well-suited for, for learning what Bitcoin was. Mm. And so when you first saw Bitcoin, right? And, and I'm assuming it was a new idea to everybody. Um, how was it defined at that time that made you buy into it? Um, the idea, I mean. Yeah. It, it, was, it was still very new, unexplored. Um, it wasn't really traded for much or used for much. It was more the idea that using mathematics and the principles of scarcity, uh, you can create an internet-driven currency. Mm-hmm. And it was from that, that position that I was excited, and, and that's what attracted me to it, alongside um, the fact that you could actually utilize your computing power to mine Bitcoin. At least back then, you could have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I used to use my school laptop. To, to, to mine and others did as well. It was very simple back then. But the point is um, the idea I can earn, I can earn money from my PC and energy. Right. And the idea that um, utilizing just code, only mathematics and software, uh, you can create, uh, you can create a, a monetary environment. And that was, that was really exciting. So I, I, and I didn't know what it would become I didn't have uh, grand ideas of of what the technology could be. It was just an exciting topic, just like um, maybe uh, some new technology coming out, like uh, CRISPR. You know, that was also equally exciting. Mm, yeah, I heard of that. Um, so it was just. I did not. Not <laughs> 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 to ask for I, I am. Wow, I'm rocking there, 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 There's there's this, uh, and I'm not an expert on it. Just a high level guy who uh, high level internet reader on the subject, but 
um, you can actually modify DNA mm. using um, using technology. Right. And there's this new process called Cas9 DNA editing, mm -hmm. and and the technology behind it is is titled CRISPR, and it's it's about using software to actually manipulate um, DNA, and it, it could be used to save. Um, oh. millions of, of people and in terms of lives it can be used to oh. make sure that if you have asthma that before your kid is born you can actually right. clip out right, right, right. you can actually clip out that and I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not a scientist so I'm not mm -hmm. I'm not gonna go further on this all I'm saying is uh, is the concept of being able to manipulate uh, DNA utilize utilizing software right, 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 of course right, there's right. There, okay. of course there's a process where 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 it's transferred but in between that, the, the idea is just very intriguing to me, mm -hmm. and and Bitcoin was one of those areas that provided an area of 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 being exciting and new, mm -hmm. and uh, that's what initially drew me to it. Uh, and uh, so, but you did say right right place, right time. So you, would you say that it was more like a luck kind of thing that you put you happen to put your money in the right thing that actually um, maximized. Like its potential. Over I mean, time. but what, what's really luck, right? Luck is luck is is taking opportunities that are presented and executing on them, mm -hmm. and and ensuring that you've done everything in your capacity. And and the reality is, if you if you swing enough times, you're going to land, mm -hmm. right? Right. And and that's and that's then that's what luck really looks I, like I at the end of the day. As a matter of fact, if somebody if somebody wins the lottery, they're lucky, but they bought the ticket. They're the one oh, person that bought the ticket. Everybody did not. So they still improve their opportunity to get lucky. If yeah, I mean, the, right. the probability and the numbers there suck a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> right, 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 but right. The, but you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I definitely get what you're saying. It, it, it was life presented an opportunity and, and I, I took the opportunity and ran with it. Mm. And it was one that that I didn't know where it was where it was going to be. Mm. And um, it just felt right. Um, I wanted to double back a bit uh, about the idea of mining Bitcoin because um, I read upon Bitcoin personally, I'm actually very interested in cryptocurrency. But, and as you said, I know it from the economic aspect. Like I genuinely do not understand how mining Bitcoin works. For example, if I print money, that's inflation. Money is less scarce. Mm -hmm. But that makes sense. Like print money, that's a process. The actual idea of mining cryptocurrency and you have to use all this energy, all these Well, that, that's a process too. And it's an, a pretty important one. It's where you're using computing power to try to solve an equation. And the more computing power that's added, that equation dynamically gets harder, ensuring that there's fairness in the ability to solve it. Wait, so is it, where does this equation come from then? Is the, it, I guess the equation's automatically generated based on the amount of computing power that exists, such that the equation will be solved within an average of 10 minutes. So the, so the, okay, I have more questions. <laughs> So the the the, uh, the program I guess just creates a difficult equation that needs it creates a solvable equation that given the amount of computing power that the network has calculated and detected. Right. It's so for example, let's just say there are two computers and they can solve a problem in a day individually. Together, they would be able to solve that problem yeah. in half a day. Uh -huh. So the equation would be set such that a problem would be given to these two computers or however many computers mm -hmm. so that in 10 minutes, on average, they would solve it. And why that matters, the 10 minutes, is because you said you understand that you understand they print more money, that's inflation. Right. Mm -hmm. Bitcoin's considered deflationary 
such that it's scarce in the amount of units that will ever exist. There will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And they're released at a predictable rate. So we know that every 10 minutes, 6.25 Bitcoin are released to a miner who's mm -hmm. done the job of helping secure the network. I'm going to say a miner. Oh, uh, uh, oh, not a young not person. A child. <laughs> not a child. Not, not, um, not a minor. I'm very sorry if I turn this in two different, too many different directions. These things that I genuinely want to know. Um, you mentioned that there will always be 21 million. Yes. But there are circumstances where um, someone has a wallet, they, they don't know the password for it. Is it not Bitcoin that is no lost? Yeah, people can lose their Bitcoin forever. So, so it's not necessarily, is it that the cap is 21 uh, the, the, million? The, the, or... the maximum cap is 21 million. Oh, but in but reality, it's, it's, it's actually estimated around 3 million Bitcoin right, are okay, lost. That makes sense. That makes sense. So 3 million Bitcoin have been hacked, stolen, lost in wallets. People forget their passwords. And when you're dealing with um, cryptography and and the power of large numbers, we're talking, it's mathematically improbable to ever recover yeah. those Bitcoin um, that, that could get lost if if the private keys are lost, as an example. Okay. Right. Okay. Which helps propel but the, um, the value of Bitcoin. Yes. yes. Well, um, yeah, less less coins in circulation. Right. That's deflation, that's deflation in effect. And, and that means that there's less um, people forcing down or spending down the price of my asset. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the price of your asset. I got you. Okay, so at this point now, so you you invested in it's doing it's doing it's on no it's now on the journey to become what it becomes. But you also started Bit. Can you explain the relationship between um, Bit the the company B I T T and Bitcoin? Okay, and why you started? Well, well, let's step back a second. You know, I I initially didn't actually invest in Bitcoin. I mined Bitcoin in the initial days. Oh, okay. It was still possible to do it on your average PC. And if you had a gaming graphic card, and if you were a gamer, um, you were you were doing. Shout out to all the gamers. <laughs> Are you still a gamer? Uh, I don't unfortunately have the time. But, oh, okay, okay. But okay. I, I, you know, if 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 I ever do get a vacation coming up, I would I wouldn't mind ripping up a game every now and again. What was your game of choice? Just just curious. I used to be Call of Duty. Third uh, yeah. Yeah. Not so okay. You seem like a Call of Duty guy, yeah, for real. But yeah, um, but right. Uh, so, I mean, I was a, a COD 1 all the way back in the wow. original oh, days. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. You yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, so, um, I, I used to mine Bitcoin, but then also, and this is important for Barbadians, who, who you don't have to buy Bitcoin. You can earn them through services. And I used to actually sell .bb domains, the Barbados mm -hmm. country code top-level domain. Right. I was one of the largest resellers online because our process in Barbados was so paper-based and backwards that I, I, I wrote, um, I built a website that made it automated and I hid the complexity from the online buyer. Right. Just made it click and buy a .bb and then the background, the paperwork would be done yeah. and we'd go to telecom's office and write a check yeah. and actually pay for this thing. It's ridiculous. <laughs> the, <by the way. laughs> it's madness. The point is I offered an online service. Right. And I started to take Bitcoin um, as part of the payment. So, oh, so see. persons in China and 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 e buying Excuse me, yeah. buying .bb domains. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was an avenue to pay me, right? We weren't able to get paid. Bajans can't get paid on a PayPal, or at least back then. Back then, right? Yeah. You couldn't get you couldn't get a PayPal account, right. and and the banks weren't giving you a USD account. Right. 
um, and the banks weren't allowing you to do e-commerce. And if you were doing e-commerce, you had to only be selling physical goods. Right. Right. So non-tangible digital goods were not a thing. Man, there was so much silly problems back in the day. Um, it's kind of funny that the bowerness of Barbados propelled you forward. Yeah, that's true. Statement of the, of the year. Right? <laughs> um, and and it actually gets to what created Bit. Right. It was it was so so. I'm now I'm now earning all these Bitcoin for like I I would build websites for people for Bitcoin. Um, you know, I, I would do anything for for BTC back in the early days um, because I saw it as another avenue of a uh, of an investment class that, and I had already been through one or two of the the micro bull runs that showed that the asset was going up. Mm. And I, I was there in in the early days where Bitcoin was still single digits, right? And wow. and um, and and you got to watch it go up to thirty dollars and back down to single digits. Yeah. And you're like, this is this is stupid, right? <laughs> um, but that was also not understanding the ebbs and flows of a disruptive environment and what it could look like. Eventually, um, eventually, I realized that the service I was giving myself, which was receiving Bitcoin um, for products and services, other Barbadians would eventually start doing it, mm-hmm. and they would need Barbados dollars. So right. I started this exchange called Bit, and Bit started off initially as a platform to exchange Barbados dollars to Bitcoin. Interesting. But the banks didn't like that, and the banks told me you cannot have a bank account on the island. And I, I, I really didn't like the idea that here's this thing called Bitcoin and I'm able to transact with 99.9999% of the world. Anyone in China or Russia or, or, or America or Canada that wanted to do business with me, mm-hmm. there was this thing called Bitcoin that they yeah. can trade with, right? right? All of us can trade with each other. And it was automated. There was no man in the middle. Really cool. But then this system called the Barbados dollar, which was a system of, of my own people, my own sovereignty, my own nation... There was all these controls. The central bank wasn't telling me no. The government wasn't telling me no. This private industry called the bank. And all the banks were telling me no. But how was that fair? And then that actually led to the concept of a central bank digital currency, Mm. which is what you know BIT as today. BIT is known as a company that builds central bank digital currencies. We build solutions where a central bank can issue a digital currency and then any operator can interact with it. And it's backed by your national currency. And the reason that that was created is because I questioned if Bitcoin was this digital financial asset that allowed me to trade with anyone, why was Barbados dollar still um, using these traditional payment quarters? And and that actually pivoted bit forward to actually growing on the global stage. You hate the bank. You don't like the bank. You don't have money in the bank. I, 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 I don't have a Barbadian bank account. Uh, when you spoke about the bank just now, I just saw history. It. I saw intention, <laughs> I, 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 about my joker tension. I, I, I can tell you. <laughs> I can tell you this: that as a Barbadian entrepreneur, born, raised, growing up on the island, I found it to be one of the most oppressive things ever. Hmm. Being told that you can't have a bank account because you like a particular technology, and I found that to be that is insane. Insane. I understand it from their perspective. It is shit. But, uh, well, let's get into that. <laughs> but I, I, I understand it from different perspective. And what, what perspective would that be? Is that um, you mentioned it earlier. Um, here's this service you're providing with all the middleman. Really, really, the bank is trying to be that middleman, that person to go through for that exchange. Like yeah. you're, you're kind of 
You avoid, you're avoiding them. And 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 you right. can and then therefore you have to look at that through the lens of saying that is a private organization who whose goal is to profit. Mm-hmm. And that means that Barbadians are held back so that they can keep earning yeah, that profit. For sure. That's what that means. For sure. Right. And and so I, I wouldn't use the word hate. Look, there, I'm a board member of a bank, uh, Ansa Bank in Trinidad, um, the new digital bank that's being set up. Do you also up. fight crime at night? Don't you? <laughs> yeah, like, what happened to you? Dude? Like, what else? <laughs> what else do you um, dress like Bruce Wayne? Like, oh my God. Like, like, what well, do you know? This crime is down in Barbados. Wait, wait. I serve on on the board of a bank, okay. and 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 I I have I I do work with several banks around the world, and banks aren't the issue. It's banks in Barbados right. Right, right, that right. are the issue. It's banks that are standing behind the veil of the de-risking fiasco of losing their correspondent banking relationship, meaning they would have no ability to move money outside of Barbados to a foreign service provider in the U.S. So, Is this still the case or is it only back then? Has anything changed? That initially stood up and that was understandable in 2013, in 2014, in 2015. It stopped becoming understandable in 2016 and 2017 when you had all these major banks around the world start offering mm-hmm. banking services. Right. But yet, Bajans weren't allowed to transact in Bitcoin, so, blockchain. Okay, so what's the reason for that dynamic? Wait, what's this um, we, we have a banking system here that is going to absolutely toe the line, meaning they're going to follow the closest line possible to uh, the regulation and the mandate of very conservative, very low risk or no risk Mm -hmm. if possible and and do what's needed um, to continue the operation um, successfully without any hiccups. And and that means offering a set product um, at the cost of, of the efficiency the freedom and the sovereignty of another nation or its people. I mean, uh, you don't have to look further than the fact that we didn't really have online banking in Barbados mm-hmm. until, and even then it's still a, 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 a not active product. We still have a situation of where you see dozens of people standing in lines actively at banks. And you look at that and you say, that person, that one gentleman has been standing there for an hour so far. And that means an hour of useful production to our economy is lost. Mm -hmm. And that is the result of a private institution who's saying to us to upgrade, we lose one cent on the dollar. But to the nation Barbados, that upgrade would have resulted in that guy not having to stand in line and being so much more productivity. So you you really hit... Bajan banks. Like, okay, okay, cool. I'm not a fan of what we are subject to as as players in the global financial space where we are dependent on a foreign nation's banking service to dictate what our future mm. looks like mm. and how we do business. Or you mean Canada? What, <laughs> Canada, 
I'm I'm not choosing any particular right. countries. <laughs> I mean, I but it like is it is observed that our banking majority of our banks Canadian banks. Yeah, can I ask you a question? And then based on that issue, what would you recommend in terms of Barbadians that want to like save their money? They want to have a relationship with that. See something that would. You can save and you can invest that kind of thing. Um, well, that's a different topic altogether. I oh, mean, really? Yeah, it is. I mean, there's there's banking and then there's investable opportunities. For okay, well, bills. sorry. How how do we how do we circumvent this issue that we have with the banks? How can how can we? Um, I have to be careful of what I say on this one. Um, the banks are a are are a regu- are are an institution that are regulated on this island mm-hmm. and and they follow Barbados regulation okay. which follows international regulation okay okay which is um good which is good mm-hmm. which is good we don't have a nationally owned bank i think it was one of our greatest mistakes was selling our BNBA. our our interests because um our way of life um has to be in line with a banking service that understands that this is Barbados, and therefore, this is how we have to provide right. financial activity and services. Right. Um, observing that these entrepreneurs want to do e-commerce, these entrepreneurs want to get paid for their NFT work. Um, these entrepreneurs still take cash for their bread business, right. mm-hmm. and it's being able to say, "Well, cash isn't bad only only because you think it, it might be bad." As another nation said, "Cash is only used for bad things." We are still very much a cash-driven society. Yeah. And and it's it's actually got us a pretty bad, a pretty bad rap. Really? Um, well, I mean, generally speaking, because we're cash driven, um, we have a lot less accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot easier for certain types of activities to occur. Right. Um, it means that your dollar is some not nefarious. Some nefarious, malicious activity. Yes, it means your dollar is not moving the velocity of your dollar how it moves. Mm-hmm. Digital dollar moves quicker than paper money. Right. right. So um, it, it affects your economic performance. I mean, there's a ton of reasons. Cash is actually really, really bad for society. It's really bad for us. Um, it's it's it, the cash, the the cost to store money, mm-hmm. the right. cost to secure money, right. the cost to account for money, right. the cost to count money. Yes. Right. Um, yes. It just yes. it's just it just it it really does hurt an economy. It hurt it hurts uh, underlying GDP and the productivity of a country. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah, that, yeah, I know those are a lot of things <laughs> that I just did not consider with uh, cash, dog. <laughs> okay, so okay, so um, going going back to Bit, um, so at this point you you are at Bit, and from there, you see how it is benefiting um, Barbados. Uh, what did what was your decision now like to move on from bit? Um, I moved on. I I, I officially moved on in 2019, but oh. uh, um, I resigned as founding CEO in 2017 mm. um, for for a, a magnitude of reasons. Oh, you know okay. the the other shareholders and and board thought that because we were going after central banks, it would make more sense to have someone with gray hair. Um, they were calling it literally calling it a gray hair. Mm-hmm. Um, getting a gray hair to be to be the person that would take it on, and then there was opportunities presenting itself in the market where, you know, I saw an opportunity to to do a hedge fund. Um, you know, the there was a lot of I, I thought the market was becoming ready for institutional investors to take the the cryptocurrency industry seriously. So I left Bit in 2017 and started a hedge fund called Digital Asset Capital Management with a 
a couple of of, of very well placed gentlemen, and um, it's 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 one of the best performing hedge funds in the world in the cryptocurrency industry. I really say like best performing. I don't know how good. I don't know how good things. So it, it, so, so it means that when compared to the data that we have on other funds around the world, in terms of how it grew, um, like if you gave us a dollar and we went and invested it smartly and turned it into ten dollars. Um, you had a, a good 10x performance. That is and based on those metrics, we 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 actually um, won last year's award of, of the best performing um, crypto fund in, in in the world with regards to wow. with regards That's to crazy. with regards to long only um, uh, fund. Hmm. Um, so 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 then I started digital asset capital management with some guys. It's run by a very brilliant individual. I also learned the lesson that. Um, just because you're CEO doesn't mean that you're that that the, the, not just a, not the smartest person. You're probably um, definitely not shouldn't be the smartest person. When your company's kind of messed up, mm-hmm. um, but it also meant that you're still in a job. You still are accountable to the board and, right, and the right, shareholders. Right, 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 right. And so I particularly took the stance after a bit that I never wanted to be CEO again. That was the uh, last time I had ever served the CEO. Um, and so, so when I started this hedge fund. Um, was lucky enough to find a, a partner who was also willing to be the CEO and great, great choice, obviously. Um, and then, and then um, kept just, just kept creating companies from there based on what I learned. You know, Silicon Valley had a model for how to create fin- like technology startups. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a model here in the Caribbean, and unless you had built a successful tech company. And then taken the measures, what you've seen, what works, what doesn't work, did it again, and then did it again, and then kept doing it. You start to realize there's a formula here in this market for what would drive a successful. So our own, we have a Silicon Island on our hands here in wow. the Caribbean. Yeah, we okay. Barbadians. Yeah, we we are on the verge of of some interesting things as a nation. What what what, what make what what does Barbados have? Because okay, in my mind, right, and this is gonna sound bad, but because of because we don't have any natural resources, because what we have is our beaches, because our, our only um, main human industry resources. is tourism. Um, we have the human resource, yeah, but I mean... But that's our, biggest, really that's our biggest natural resource. Is, yeah, but, how, but, but, don't we, but due to our size, don't other places have that even more than us, even uh, though uh, we have that too? Absolutely, but also because of our size, we have efficiency to execute, to fail quickly, start fast, fail quickly. Yep. Um, because of our size, well, what I mean by that is you want to compare us to India, a billion people, right? right? Manpower, they outgun us every day of the week, mm-hmm. right? Uh, by a very large magnitude. Um, but if India had to make a decision to implement something, imagine implementing that for a billion right. people. It's a big right. ship it's versus a, right, a, right. a Moses. Yeah, turn it's, it around. Gotcha. big ship, mm-hmm. big, a small ship turn fast, mm-hmm. right? So small boats turn fast. And, and that's the case with Barbados. So it's the reason why Barbados has an opportunity, specifically in the technology arena, to become number one, because we can adopt it quickly. We can test it out in our society quickly. We can drop it quickly and we can export it and, and, and build upon it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the one, you know, it's like Torsili's Law, um, or I, I think I'm pronouncing it right. It's called Gabriel's Horn. It's, it's where you have a, a limited... 
there's this there's this thing called Gabriel's horn, mm. and it's a mathematical problem. I'll drink some water to that one. <laughs> but yeah, right, you said right, I believe it's actually called like to 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 Torsili's law. Yeah. Someone can look it up now; it'd be great. I actually want um, to. Um, it's also Say called it. Gabriel's horn, but it's it's where it's where you have um, a, a limited amount of um, uh, uh, volume, but you have an infinite surface area. Okay. Right. Okay. And yeah. and and the only thing we can really replicate in that sense is is um, our mental capacity. Right. Right. Our brains. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's limited. It's limited volume, but it has an infinite amount of surface coverage. You're right, actually. Uh, that, yeah, it, what is it called? Yeah, yeah. It's Gabriel's horn is a particular geometric figure that has infinite surface area but finite volume. Right. So, so, and so, when I think about when I think about that as a problem, and apply it to us, we, we may be small in our size, but we have we have the ability where we have the mental capacity to really push beyond Barbados' size. Mm-hmm. And we're no longer limited by the 166 square miles. Yeah. And particularly, if we use system, you know, code is perfect, it's automated. Um, if we use that automation um, to produce a service or a utility to the world, then then we have broken past that barrier of that limitation. Right, so, but um, so, to kind of uh, like push back on what you're saying, and I love that you use it phrase mental capacity. I do believe, as you said, small shapes turn fast. But at the end of the day, we have a lot of people in Barbados that Barbados is a very traditionalist country. Mm-hmm. We do not like change. So I mean, uh, yeah, I get what you're saying, but isn't it more um in a more practical sense, it wouldn't be extremely difficult to implement anything like you are you're saying. We you mentioned the bank lines earlier and yeah, it is a lot of time that um, people losing bank line and I agree hundred percent. However, there are a lot of people that are just going the bank line because they refuse to use the ATM. Yeah, that's that's absolutely that's, that's, true. That's so the mentality you're talking quite, about. Quite recently, we had a person who had to make a large deposit and they felt more comfortable stopping right. the line that are going. And this is a, our age. It's a culture. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. We 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 do have that ingrained culture of wanting to stick to the normal, the comfortable, the familiar. Right. Um, but I also I, I would. I would on the I would counter that to also say that I've I've seen Bajans evolve very rapidly with new technologies. When I was told, you know, ten years, fifteen years ago, that I'll never see Granny Sue with uh, a Nokia phone. Mm. Today, Granny Sue's on WhatsApp following oh you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and so we've okay. already got Rich to the <laughs> we've already got to the point where our mobile penetration rate in Barbados is through the roof and right. nearly right. everyone is connected on on a device and right. it really boils down to when a technology becomes mainstream Bajans will right. pick it up right and it, it it also just because someone's standing in a line that's that's a symptom of 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 a bad service that's not been evolved if there was um if there was the conditioning over the years of online banking with the right. trust and the safety that I know that oh I've I've transferred five dollars on online banking and it arrived on the other side. I've I've done a twenty dollar transaction. I've done a fifty dollar transaction. Right. When it comes to a sizable mm-hmm. transaction, that person would have had it ingrained in them. 
Right. So it, it really does come down to, you know, is it the chicken before the egg scenario? Is right. it do you do you do you have to educate, train, and motivate Barbadians before you push new products? Right. But how do you push new products when you don't have people on board? It's right. yeah. it's always yeah. that balance. Yeah. That I you agree have to, with you yeah. that people would assimilate it quickly, though. Um, I, I I think Bajans are they, adapters. Our adapters. We're 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 smart. We're smart people, and and ultimately. Ultimately, you just have to make them uh, realize that this is a safe alternative option. And, mm-hmm. and y- y'all are making that sound so easy. And I, I want to agree with y'all really right. badly, but I just personally feel like the Bajans, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah I, I do understand. I like when you said um, when technology becomes mainstream, it's when Bajan adopts it. And that's the truth. Like, Bajans will use WhatsApp. When WhatsApp, what's when WhatsApp yeah. became become not even the norm but the default. Yeah. yeah like, what's your other option? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, your son is not going to call you on the landline. But but you know when we when we think about these disruptive technologies like Bitcoin or even the internet itself, mm-hmm. for talking back in the 1960s, 70s, and 80s, you know we don't need a hundred percent adoption rate in Barbados. Right. We just okay. need an acceptable. Um, uh, an acceptable amount of the of the market mm-hmm. to really verify, test, build the product. This becomes a, a, a launch pad for the global market. Mm-hmm. And if we start looking at it that way, oh, well, when it becomes mainstream, Bajans will adopt it, great. But the way I see Barbados is there'll be enough Barbadians that will test out, try, mm-hmm. and if something works, it catches mm-hmm. on. And when something catches on in Barbados, it, it catches goes, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to ask you something about, about generally in your travels, you've, so you've been an entrepreneur your whole life, started up different businesses or whatever. In your travels, the things that you've learned and who you would have learned things from, is there, what lessons have you learned that you can impart to entrepreneurs, not only in the tech space, but just generally? Oh man, I mean, there's countless people who gave me lessons that um, over the years, I mean, but one of the greatest lessons that I learned was no, it's really weird to say, but a lot of people don't know what they're talking about at the end of the day, even, <laughs> even me, right? I, I think I think at the end of the day, um, and what I mean from that context, it's not that people are uneducated or ignorant. What I mean is in when advising another entrepreneur. Uh, and 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 the reason that people don't know what they're talking about when advising another entrepreneur is their experience, their idea, their timing, their journey right. is 100% different. Mm. Like um, what Jeff Bezos did is fundamentally different than what Bill Gates did, which is fundamentally different than what right. Steve Jobs did. And and it it would be like Steve Jobs telling Bill Gates what to do to become right. successful. Right. It's not really right. Right. how that happened. It's not transferable. Right. 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 It's not transferable. And, and what worked for me and the lessons that I applied that worked for me will, will, will not necessarily work for that other entrepreneur. Interesting. And that's the first piece of advice I would give them, is that everyone has a piece of advice to give you. Right. But really and truly, the, the only thing that matters is getting out there and trying it and be willing to accept that two outcomes are going to happen. Right. You're going to fail. <laughs> Or are you going to succeed? There's a certain piece in that, you know. <laughs> You're the only entrepreneur I've ever heard like word something like that. Because I always feel like there's got all these big conferences for this rich person to say this is the, this is the path of success. Mm-hmm. But that's obviously a lot more real. 
Not like, to mention, I think they're monetizing that too. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. saying. <laughs> you're disrupting the whole industry. And the reality is like, I, I've seen I've seen so many people make money in their own way. Right. Using their own skills. And what worked for them would have probably have failed for me. Yeah. And, and I think that's the most important thing to tell a, a young entrepreneur is that, dude, you're on your own journey. Mm. And and just enjoy it. Enjoy enjoy the last days. I'll never forget this. So I, I do have one important story I'll share from an uncle of mine. Um, and this was this was the the same month that Bitcoin both bubbled um, beyond two hundred to up to like a thousand plus, right. mm-hmm. and and Bit had just received its first multi million investment. Um, my uncle. Uh, like it was a, a a rough journey, which I won't get into to get bit to where it was. It's mm-hmm. you know a lot of people just see the success, but they don't realize there was literal crying, sweat, tears, mm-hmm. running between places to try to get things going. There was mm-hmm. it was a real work of art. But um, he said to me, "Enjoy the last days of this type of pain. You'll one day miss it." Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "This man's a madman." <laughs> yeah, I never want to be here again in my yeah. life, feeling yeah. this way. I never want to feel like I'm on the verge of either success or massive failure. Right. That's the reality of of, of an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You're either on the you're either on the verge of be of of your your one left turn from from making it great, mm-hmm. or your one right turn from falling down and having a bunch of fingers pointing at you laughing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "This man's a, this man's a madman." Enjoy the last days of the, of this pain. And when you get to that position where you you did take that left turn and you were one of the one of the few that made it on a fortunate road, <clears throat> you start to look back at those days of that pain, and you remember that's that's what defined you. Those were the lessons that mm. gave you the gravitas, the the cojones, the drive, mm-hmm. the energy, mm-hmm. um, the fire in your belly to want to perform. And and it honestly honestly it becomes. It becomes something you actually miss. I have a question. About it was that. much simpler as well. Where, where, um, but please ask. Okay, uh, do you, I keep hearing this quote that is is easier to handle failure than it is to handle success. Absolutely, really, absolutely. And I and there's a there's a biggie line that everybody knows that is more money, more problems. Right? What is it? What is it like to be? What are the kind of problems that you incur when you are actually successful? Um, well, there's the, the main one that's always on your head. You know, what move will I make Repeating to, that. to become unsuccessful? Mm-hmm. Similarly, I made a move or a series of moves to become successful. Right. Equally, I could make a bunch of wrong moves and become unsuccessful. Right. And that always plays on you is that one day I can go back to that position where I was, I was scrunting, you know, uh, mom, dad, I need to move in. I need a place. I need a place for the next year to, you know, so you, to go away on you every day, every day, every minute yeah, of every day. And then, and then, and then it's the people, but then the, the next one is the people around you that, hmm. that think it's easy for you to be there. Mm-hmm. And therefore they're depending on you to remain there um, for one reason or another. And right. it's, it's the fear of, Am I going to let those persons down? Mm. Um, and then it's it's the you know the the young guy who came off on the street and is like, hey, what you've done is such an inspiration. I I I want to do this, and it's the fear of, well, that 
that can't be me, but I, I just crashed and burned. Right. Yeah. So now, like, what's that do for him? Um, so there's 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 multiple angles of fear that you start to think about. Um, but then there's also the 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 problems that come with with that, where it's um, I wouldn't say it's problems. I would say the increase the your time is no longer your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the further you climb the economic ladder, um, you realize that there's more depending on you, mm. and you have much more responsibilities to take care of. Um, at least if if uh, and 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 your time just disappears. Yeah. Mm. Um, there, there, I I know many people that that uh, that want to be like millionaires and that kind of thing, and they say that they want to like have their own company, want to be like, you know, king of their empire and stuff that has employees and stuff. The thing about that, though, is I don't necessarily know if they know the amount of work Mm -hmm. and sweat equity that goes into being a Jeff Bezos or a Bill Gates. They see the yacht that's out there that you were on that we could get into anyway. He did Um, say he had the plans. (laughs) But but they they see the yachts. They see the, the, The the, the glitz and the glam. But they don't understand that those men are always on the clock, and and people's livelihoods depend on them. Always on the clock, and and you know when before you're going to bed, you're thinking about the 15 problems you didn't solve today. You're waking up, the first thing you're looking to do is solve problems. You know you're not able to look at your family in their mm-hmm. face because you you're sitting at lunch, but then you're thinking about the business is burning behind you, and it's and the bigger it gets, the more management you have, the more staffing, the more problems that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. And it really does become, uh, uh, you know, I'll put it this way. And I actually, an entrepreneur is robbed of the now. Mm. That's the best way to look at it. Mm-hmm. An entrepreneur is always looking at what's what do I have to do next? They're always looking at the future. They're living in the future. And to be a successful entrepreneur, you can't live in the past. You have to be prepared for what's coming and therefore, you have to put yourself mentally, emotionally in that place. Right. And therefore, the now that's happening, you're not able to experience it. It's, mm-hmm. it's actually very sad um, because I, I'm, I'm a victim of that, right? Yeah, it, it's, I can't, it's, it's very hard to sit with loved ones and, and truly 100% be there and not thinking about there's so much things I need to take oh. care of. Are you thinking about things right now? Why Absolutely. Oh my God. <laughs> when, I, when I was mentioning the 14 problems before bed, I was like, crap, there's one I need to take care of before I travel tomorrow. Oh my gosh. Oh, shoot. Um, I found it interesting that none of you mentioned Elon. And I say that because Elon is still the CEO of Tesla, SpaceX, board company, and I don't know what else. But um, I find it interesting that you specifically mentioned you don't want to be a CEO. Because you're always on your job and whatnot, which makes sense. But do you, all this asks, like, do you have a end goal, a retirement plan? Will you reach a point where you're like, yeah, I comfortable. This is it. Um, it depends on what you define as like comfort. Like from a wealth perspective, um, that's not that's, subjective. You can't be comfortable and worrying about fifteen problems. It's not comfort. And yes, from a wealth perspective, I'm, I'm sure you have. A no, I mean, like, 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 I'm not, I'm not comfortable with, with. Um, with what I've what I've been able to accomplish on this earth so far, so it's from that perspective of of legacy, right? That and and that was always my driving force. You said which you're is, not comfortable with your legacy. 
Yeah, yeah of course. M- must Marcus tell you what you did again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, guys, that's you know, like let's let's be realistic. In a hundred years, is anyone going to give a rat's banana about this company called Bit? Right. I'm thinking grander than that. Like, what do you really have to do to make an impact right. as an energy in this world? Like, what do you have to do to to alternatively affect much more energy further down the road? And mm. does that mean planting a million fruit trees mm-hmm. so that you're feeding thousands of people in the future? Yeah. Um, does it mean does it mean um, trying to solve some problem with the tools and resources you have? And in my case, they might be technology. Um, does it mean uh, looking at putting your weight, your effort, your time behind a movement um, because you believe that movement will better the lives of someone down the road. Mm-hmm. You know, the, if we look at our entire history on, on in, even in Barbados, we look at some of our national heroes. What did they do to get there? And what are you going to have to do so that you one day are potentially up there on that wall um, on, 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 on November 30th mm. with everyone celebrating your existence yeah. because you did something that was so important, right. so positive, so impactful that for some reason it's nev- never going to be forgotten. Like saying that, we, that we fall in love is a good, it's a good thing. I have to... F- f- That's a Rihanna reference? Fall, yeah. Oh, okay. oh, I'm not sure hero, by the <laughs> way. Sure. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I just wanted to <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so, so it's, from that, it's from that position. Like if, if It depends on what one's goals are. You know, someone might say, my goal is to get to a million dollars and be a millionaire. Another person might have a goal saying, I want a house on the beach and I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, my agenda is, has been set. Mine is, is, is I, I want to ensure that I, I leave an impactful, I, I leave an impactful history. I, I, I think that you are, I think that you are, <laughs> I'm going to go on a limb, right? And say that you may be suffering from something, which is chasing something that you'll never catch. No, what, what he meant was right. that there, there's like there's so much to achieve right. that I would never have reached that right. goal of right. the infinity of goals. I don't think that you would ever get wake up one day and I never not say what's next. You will right. always be like, there's Working something else. Something. There's always yeah, a that, gap that, in the okay. market that needs to be filled and I can fill it with this idea. And that's a fair statement. Yeah. I, I, I do. I do. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe there's one day where I wake up and say, am I done with this? I, I just want to go and Hang out on Accra mm-hmm. Beach and <laughs> and enjoy my life from there. I'm, but that day hasn't come, and right now the mindset's still one where, um, you know, I'm I'm driven by that that agenda. That's okay, very so, admirable. Though. So be, be, before before we move on, I've, I just have uh, just one more question about like just wealth. Uh, a lot of young people that are that that want to be at that point, they they believe that being very financially successful brings happiness. It does not. And there's a correlation between the amount of money you make and the amount of happiness you get. In Absolutely life. not. I'll tell you this. Um, as like, I, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that. Um, uh, I I I I grew up hand to mouth. That wasn't the case. I I was. I grew up in a privileged environment. Um, but there were times where we couldn't score afford school uniforms. Right. There were times where 
um, you know, I had to tell my mom, don't worry, I had $10 for lunch for school or $5, whatever it was back then, and, and lie and actually not eat during the day because I knew she didn't have the money. Mm-hmm. I did have that growing up. Mm-hmm. But I also equally had um, the luck and the privilege of parents who were able to force me into school and make sure I had an education so that I could one day turn around and do good. Um, the whole point behind that is is I do remember periods of my time where I couldn't even pay for a date for a girl, right? And I had to live with my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, now that those those moments are, are more in the past, um, I can unequivocally and absolutely say uh, that that your your bank account um, status absolutely does not affect your state of happiness. Mm-hmm. It does make a difference from a pressure perspective when you can pay a bill versus not. Mm, right. It is nice knowing that you can pay your bills and that you're not going to get a red notice right. or shut off. Um, that is eased off, but your mental state of being emotionally happy or unhappy mm-hmm. through life's events don't change. Mm-hmm. They, they absolutely don't. Um, so so it's it's... Uh, people think that having money to go out and buy nice shoes or a nice car is going to result in them being happy. It's it's short-term gratification. Um, and and on the long set, um, just it doesn't really make a difference. Wise words. I know people listen to that because they're 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 looking to get something and I don't think that what it is that they want out of life, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's gonna get it for them. I don't. Um there's a story that I saw that I found very interesting, and I, I think it's an interesting story. I'd like to hear just the the the, the back end of it, uh, if you don't mind. I, I could. Well, if you just say something, quick, let me just. Oh, um, sorry, I, I just turned me on. Okay, I found it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found it. I found it. Alright. Hey, the passive volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, a catch, coffee catch. Uh, Gabriel Abed, um, thirty-four, an entrepreneur from Barbados, lost eight hundred Bitcoin, now worth twenty-five oh, million dollars. When, mm. when a colleague reformatted a laptop that contained the private keys to a Bitcoin wallet in 2011. <laughs> Mr. Abed said this did not dim his enthusiasm. Mr. Abed was lying. <laughs> <laughs> let's, get, let's, get, let's just get into, right. get into that whole story. Absolutely. I think people would love to hear that. So, so came home from university, 2010, set up this website development company. Uh, it was called websites.bb. And I had uh, this really awesome... A partner of mine named Javon working there, and I got a job in Portland, Oregon, mm-hmm. um, to to go and oversee a, a a particular project. And I was in Portland for like three months, and I had this desktop in this game, this old um, gaming rig. It's sitting. It was not a laptop. The the reporter made a mistake with mm-hmm. that. And it was an old desktop. I mean, it was a, a gaming. I think it was a Dell gaming. <laughs> A Dell, a Dell gaming PC, <laughs> right? It was a rig. Yeah, um, it wasn't Alienware. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Alienware. It was like a Dell i5 or something stupid. Whatever. Mm-hmm. The point is, that was my computer when I was in Canada. And that was the computer I used to mine Bitcoin on. Mm-hmm. And I continued to mine Bitcoin in Barbados. And um, this, this partner of mine calls me up while I'm in Portland, Oregon, <laughs> and tells me, um, my computer isn't working. We have an urgent client project to deliver. I need to use a computer. Can I use yours? I said, sure, no problem. 
He calls me out and says, your, your computer's password locked. Um, what to do? And I was like, well, I backed up everything, thinking about client work and whatnot. Right. I was like, I backed up everything. I was like, look, it, it should been, been it should have been synced already with Dropbox or whatever I was using back then. Right. Just go ahead and reformat it. And, um, and he reformatted it. So it was and on your permission yeah. to do that. It was yeah. it was my oh, it was okay, it was okay. my permission. Oh. It wasn't someone being it was still he still feels bad. I wonder if I should call his name. Javon <laughs> Javon. <laughs> Javon, uh, Javon, listen, I love that guy. He, he was he 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 didn't know. Um and and I mean he does feel bad about it. Um but you know, it wasn't until like one day I had this moment, it's like, oh dear God, where are those Bitcoin? And um, luckily, though, it was still 2011, right? Right. So it wasn't, so worth, you, that it wasn't, it worth, wasn't that worth that much. So people today are like, oh, my God. Right. But back then, it's like, crap, I just lost $1,000. So when is it value with the estimate value? Was it $25 million you said? No. Yeah, no. no, right? oh, that, no. Was, that was a different okay. story. But right. you, don't, you can't look at it like that. And that's right. that's one of the most important things, right? Of, like yeah. the, the amount of cryptocurrencies that have come through my world, it's a ridiculously large amount. But the reality is like, okay, I'll tell you guys a stupid, another stupid story in a second. And we're back. Okay, so right, you were just saying you said that you had you had a funny story that you wanted to share. Um, that's your memory. Sorry, buddy. So we had to break. Okay, so I, I think I think I think I think where we were was was um you know we were talking about Javon and yeah 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 the the PC and reformatting it and it being early enough. Uh, it wasn't it, much it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't I mean look it was it was a it was a pretty dollar. Right. Um, but, but luckily it was, it stunted me enough at the time where, where I did, I did make sure that the appropriate countermeasures were made. Oh, okay. However, on the note of the other story, um, you know, I, I was similarly one of the first few people to be part of the Ethereum community right. oh, and also one of the first backers of, of Ethereum, uh, um, from the ICO perspective. Those are words. And I don't know what that means. I, I, I basically bought Ethereum at like less than twenty five cents. Okay, we've got oh that. Got right? off right? my belly. And, um, <laughs> well, well, this is gonna hurt your belly for sure. Yeah. Um, I remember there was this this metal detector, an Excalibur two. Now this metal detector could go down like six hundred feet in salt water. Mm. The best metal detector you could ever think of. Right. And for some reason, I I thought, you know, I. I Think this would be a cool hobby while I'm in Barbados to go on the beach and you know scan for some metals. I paid, I paid like I don't know if it was two or I think it was like two thousand ether for that metal detector back then. With oh with the shipping, <laughs> with the scoop. Um so I mean and back then it, it, I would have bought it anyway with probably yeah. credit card or whatever, but for for whatever reason, I do not know why I decided to use Ethereum. And um and I bought this Excalibur too. So for <laughs> So how much is that worth just for anybody that doesn't know? Two thousand um, Ethereum. Two thousand Ethereum back then would have probably have been like two, three hundred dollars. Right. Today. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Are you ready Marcus, for this? You don't want this is gonna hurt my back. Five point two million dollars. <laughs> so I I I I I still have that metal detector today and I've never used it. No, no. <laughs> 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 
you know what I thought he was gonna say? I thought he was gonna say that like, he, he, he got it. He got it, and then he was like on the beach, life, like, on a treasure. Like he life just, just got <laughs> on, very, on David Jones gold or something. Life just got so busy from that point. Um, the whole market bubbled, and you just stop having time for these these things you thought you thought one day you would. You Can know? I ask you something? How, how much money have is it? Is that the most money you've ever lost, or have you like lost more in like investments and trying different things and, and stuff? Um. I mean, I'm I'm not a, a sizable investor by any means, and I'm new to the investor world. I mean, just a few years ago, I was the investee, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. I just made the right plays and bet on the right technologies, and it worked out pretty well. Um, but when I think of the the monies that I've lost over the years, you know, I think about the bills that I paid that I could have delayed and right. held on to the crypto instead. But you can't think that way again. <laughs> Um, you know, you, you you did what you had to do to get to the next level. So, yeah, maybe I sold um, 10 Bitcoin to ensure I could pay for that staff member, to ensure that staff member worked with me to build this product. Mm-hmm. And this product ended up resulting in me getting to a place where I was able to get 10 more dollars to buy. Right. You know, um, so so it was really a, a means to an end. Okay. Um, but I did I did make quite a few stupid moves, some smart ones, but some stupid <laughs> ones as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the the metaverse in like just a few minutes. I I, I had I, I had two more just ra- just random questions. These are just lifestyle questions, right? Um, like I just wanted to know when I f- made first like made like a, a a good set of change. Like I had like a purchase that I made. Like a well, my purchases are lame, right? But like so, for example, when I when I got a good set of money, I like like the gym, so I got like a tampon bag of protein. Lame, <laughs> but that was like a purchase. When you got a lot of money at a point in time where you things were going well for you, is there any like big like something that you splurged, splurged on that on? you remember? No, I never did the splurging thing. Really? Um, I I wear uh, anyone who knows me knows that I wear those basic Adidas elastic pants and a white t shirt. You're in it. Yeah, I don't believe that. Right. <laughs> Right, right now, I'm wearing a suit because remember, gentlemen, I'm in the capacity I'm in. I have to, I have to be, I have a dress code, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so in the last couple of months, the dress code has definitely been one that um, I observe. But I'm, I'm more of a stoic, so I never cared for those, those mm-hmm. fancy things, and mm-hmm. I never went out there and was like, man, maybe I should buy a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. Or, um, but what I do do is I, I, I diversify into. I spend a lot of my time thinking about what's the right next investment. Is it a piece of real estate? I, I believe in three main fundamental areas of, um, since we're on this topic, of yeah. land, Bitcoin, and gold. Um, I believe only in deflationary assets. You can't create any more uh, gold. You can't create any more land. And you can't create any more Bitcoin. And therefore, those are, the, because of the scarcity and the limitation and the usefulness of them. Right. Um, uh, that has been that has been the trick to to my success was wow. investing in those three areas whenever I could, um, even when the numbers were really small. I remember when I was, you know, twenty four, twenty five, and you know your your salary is like two, three thousand dollars a month. I remember I would try to save five hundred dollars every month to buy a little bit of scrap gold, and um, you know, the a policy that's worked out quite well. So I wasted my youth. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just buy, just buy a little bits of gold and 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 try to invest in real estate funds if they have any locally and um, buy Bitcoin if there's anyone selling them. But ultimately, uh, we should be investing every single month. Every single month, 
regardless of where things are, mm-hmm. you should at least find 50 to 100 bucks to invest. Mm, okay. so, 15 to 100? 50 to 100 dollars. Oh, right, right. so let me ask. I don't know. Have you transitioned to the metaverse? No, no, not yet. Let's go. Let's go. Let's talk about this. Okay, so I can't get beyond the fact that you're a young person, right? We are contemporaries. Um, what <laughs> makes a person all those years ago decide to say, you know what? I should be saving 500 Daughters um, invest. What do you think is responsible for this mindset that you have? I think seeing the the hardships that that I watched my parents go through growing up. Um, you know, struggling as my dad was a mechanic, my mom was a photographer, to put my brother, my sister, and I through school, and and not wanting not wanting my kids to have to see me go through that. Um, I think it was also the the understanding. Um, that you had to make some sacrifices if you wanted to be ahead. Mm-hmm. And on the note of splurging, it's not its not that I don't want to splurge and I see things that I don't like, that I want to get. It's just that I know that in this com- this temporary state of mind, that's not the best move necessarily. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I don't have experiences, by the way. I, I, I do, I have enjoyed seeing the world and the experiences it has to offer. I have- Is that know, paid for as usual? I'm sorry? Like is at this point in your career isn't is not paid for? Paid for? Not by you and me. Um no, I, I, I pay for all my travel. Oh um Okay, I didn't spend at all. Yeah, no, I, I definitely fund all my own travel and, and even for conferences and stuff, I typically avoid letting I prefer to be free and make my own charter and decisions. Yeah, but okay. um you know, I, I do have a good time, but um for me the mindset when I think of should I go out there and buy those fancy shoes or that fancy watch or that fancy car versus should I buy that little house in my neighborhood that the old lady just put up for sale? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that that is something that maybe my kids one day are going to run around in mm-hmm. and maybe one day, mm-hmm. it'll be, and it'll definitely be worth more. It's not, it's not going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right. an appreciating asset. So that's that's so splurge. I splurge on things that appreciate and value over time. Like not gotcha. even the RTS Turkey Nike. I'm sorry. The graphics card. <laughs> the I I the the which one? RTS Turkey Nike. I don't know that model. That's but, Nvidia. But, but what's the relevance? And that you mine crypto. Well, you used to mine crypto. Uh, I think it was the R nines, and I mean. Uh, there was a few. There was the TIs. There was a couple of different models. Of, so you don't like dowel in that like just for like nostalgia's sake. <laughs> um, a bit hard to know. Like things have really like time is no longer on my right, side. There's now. just so much that needs to be accomplished and um, so many amazing things that need to be completed that um, to think about repeating that right now would be a um, not 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 very possible right now. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay, let's talk about. The metaverse verse verse. <laughs> it sounds like Sims to me, but I am somebody that doesn't have that technological foresight that you have, right? It just, but I, I, I haven't bought into it yet. So I, as long as well as a lot of other young people, saw this metaverse thing, and I saw that we had like a digital embassy, and I was just like, I was just thinking like coming out of like the the crisis phase of a pandemic. Do we really want to be out here like playing Neopets or whatever it is, bro? So I just want you to explain to me the metaverse, why the metaverse is important, the digital embassy, the philosophy behind it, all that stuff. Because I think that for you, 
this could be we could be on the cusp of something similar mm-hmm. to what the potential was of Bitcoin back then. Mm-hmm. Be there's potential now for us to really take charge of this. Anyway, you could go ahead and sure. Well, look, the the metaverse is just an immersive experience for digital content. It means that uh, the world we are seeing around us right now is replaced with a virtual one, mm-hmm. and how we take in content rather than it being 2D and flat, like how you're watching the video of us is on a flat screen. Um, it's not very interactive and um, it's you're, you're limited in the peripherals or how much you can see. The metaverse immerses us in an environment where it's complete 360 and we can really experience the, the fullness of content. Mm-hmm. Um, the metaverse has been out for a while. It's not not new per se. Okay. Um, the concept or the actual metaverse? The concept. There's oh, right, there's right. many metaverses. The metaverse, again, is is loosely defined as an immersive 3D experience um, where digital content is presented in a way that a person has um, full 360 view of it. So right? just like VR then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, v- VR, uh, virtual reality and augmented reality are, 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 are the experience you get or you experience a metaverse environment. Mm, okay. okay. Um, and it's, it's oftentimes associated with where economies and people can come together to talk, build, design, and create. Okay. Mm. Um, so we've we known about a couple in the past. Like, remember Second Life? Yeah. Second Life is a metaverse. Um, Roblox. Roblox. <coughs> yeah, Roblox yeah. is a is a metaverse. Um, Call of Duty, that that really? is, that's a metaverse. Um, Fortnite is a metaverse. Fortnite right? is a metaverse. First... World of Warcraft oh, yeah. is a metaverse. Yes, they they're considered they're considered loosely defined right. as metaverses. Okay. Now, what the excitement is about is the fact that technology, the hardware, and the software is caught up to the point where the experience being able to give to a person wanting to be immersed, it's much cleaner than it was 10 years ago. Um, also, a lot of big companies have come and spent billions of dollars or are proclaiming to spend billions of dollars to advance this technology and this environment. And the reality is the metaverse is an inevitable future for how we how we interact with input and output of digital content. Mm-hmm. It is a, a much more dynamic way of presenting information. Mm-hmm. And we're one good hardware device away from it becoming mainstream. Maybe it's a pair of glasses I put on and woof, I'm in this whole new world of interactions. What makes you think <clears throat> that the metaverse and the way that we interact with that interface is really gonna take off and and I, in my opinion, in my opinion, this is gonna this comes down to just human behavior and the humans human demands right now with technology, because it seems like we're at a place where people are kind of happy with what they have. What is it that makes you as well as other um the other tech, tech people and whatever right? I know it's called them, but right. But what makes those guys know that this is what people want, even though they don't know it themselves? Um, I think it's it's the ability to provide a, a new type of experience. You know, right now, the the experience a person is getting by looking at their smartphone or their laptop, right. um, as you said, people know it, they like it. But um, the delivery of what you can offer and um, the, the distractions that one has when they're just looking at a screen versus being in an environment where 
it's like the playground of the digital content creator because you have zero distractions when you're immersed. Uh, you would have a 360 luck all the way around and all you will see is virtual. And if you have a headphone on, you're completely um, you're completely immersed in that new world. And it's from it's from that perspective of what are the next types of services that we can offer in this new type of experience um, that are going to attract people. And what we are seeing initially right now is that this new type of experience has the potential for being a better experience than you looking at a phone and doing this. For right. sure. Or it's um, pinched to Zoom. And th think Sorry. about like how content is displayed to you, right? Think about right now, we could very well be sitting in the metaverse where you are virtually transposed there, I'm virtually transposed there, and you're virtually transposed there, and there's no difference um, of our interaction because it's the technology's got to the point where it's so clean and pure. Right. But this is this is where we're heading, virtually mm -hmm. speaking. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, if um, the other the other side of it is some meta worlds have met blockchain technology, and in that meeting, it has allowed for a scarce virtual environment to exist mm. where if you owned a piece of land in that virtual environment, you were part of the democratic process of dictating what happens in that <laughs> virtual world. <laughs> right. So, so these right. new, what's being called decentralized metaverses have come out, like the central land, Somnium space, um, the sandbox. About to use in words, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, just, I just gave you three brands of three products that are decentralized metaverses. Okay. So Decentraland is a platform you can actually go and walk around and visit the world. Um, kind of like a GTA environment, just not as not as progressed. Um, Sandbox is another one, and Somnium Space is another one. They're all equally interesting. But what's what's cool is that I can go into any of these these virtual environments and control a virtual parcel of land by controlling some mathematical keys. And why that's interesting is because in that control, I might want to design some building and I want to know that no one can shut down that building. And I want to know that that building can be used to offer particular services. And we're starting to see this concept of these virtual economies occur where museums are being set up virtually, art galleries are being set up, concert halls are being set up in these new environments. And people are starting to make money from these places. Mm -hmm. People are starting to hang out. Uh, economies and communities are starting to form. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like a virtual Barbados is being born, if you were to think about it that way, um, where people are now living, earning, and playing. And if the trend is to say, technology is getting better for this type of immersive experience, the AR, VR tech. Right. The, from the hardware perspective, from the software perspective, it's also getting better. From the adoption perspective, it's growing. Um, from the investment perspective, billions of dollars have entered into the last, in the last two years specifically, the market has grown by billions of dollars. And if you look at all of those things, you're saying, that right there is the start of an S-curve based hockey stick growth. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know, where something starts like this and all of a sudden it shoots up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and so when someone like me sees that and says that's the right type of feeling, the right type of environment, this could potentially be something big. You then, and in my new capacity of where I've been appointed as an ambassador, I have to think in my capacity, what could I do that's going to make an impact for the future of Barbados, um, for the legacy of our people, for for my own legacy, for um, the importance of my role, for the importance of the role in general. And, you know, when you're sitting in my position um, or uh, you start to see what an embassy costs, and it does make sense that we have physical embassies. And the metaverse embassy is not a play to move away from our physical embassies. It's not, it absolutely is not. There's services that a physical embassy can do, a virtual one will never be able to do, right? right? Um, uh, so so that's the first part. But what, what what's interesting is <clears throat> you realize that countries like America or Germany, they have dozens and dozens and dozens of diplomatic missions around the world, whereas Barbados doesn't. We have we have less than 20. Mm. And what that means is that oftentimes we don't have um, an alignment or a diplomatic uh, arrangement um, with another nation mm. um, for multiple reasons. It, it's just not feasible for us to go and set up an embassy in 190 countries. Right, 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 right. It would just, it, it wouldn't be financially, financially feasible. But what it also means is that because we're not doing that, we don't have diplomatic parity, i.e. we don't have a fair seat at the diplomatic global table. Mm. Because we only have 18 missions, right. we don't, we're not sitting down at that conversation that's happening over there in Ukraine, as an example. Uh, right? Mm. And we're not part of that conversation <laughs> right. that may affect us on a global, at a globe on a global level. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so when you look at this metaverse, this metaverse world, and you're realizing that these virtual lands are coming in as a symbol of physical properties. Mm-hmm. E- economic activity is starting to occur rapidly in these environments. Mm-hmm. People are being attracted to these places mm-hmm. and new societies and economies are being formed. You're starting to realize that a couple of key things. Number one, I could utilize this environment to establish a metaverse embassy which would dramatically reduce the costs of what it costs us to build an embassy and, right, and maintain that right, embassy. Right. Um, number two, um, during lockdowns or events where I'm unable to travel, business can still happen. Can still happen. Um, number three, um, I can now go to a country to where we didn't have diplomatic relationships. Mm-hmm. And rather than saying, let's go and spend millions of dollars to start that um, diplomatic presence, we can use this digital symbol and token to equally represent that, but at a fraction of the fraction of the cost. Mm, right. And then another key factor is one ambassador sitting in Barbados with a virtual headset is able to attend um, multiple embassies around the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and the list is just so long of the advantages it brings because then it also becomes part of pushing the Barbados product. Mm. Let's just say we use Ukraine as an example. 
they set up a virtual embassy with us on our virtual land. We set up an embassy on their virtual land. And the cost is negligible. Um, but we have just entered into what's called technology diplomacy. Mm-hmm. We have traded technology right, to begin right, relationships. Right, right, yeah. uh-huh. But my embassy came with a few cool things. I included a couple of pieces of art of young Beijing's. I included some voice clips of Chantel. Um, the answer to chat. You know, I've I've inserted our latest virtual crop over costumes. Mm. Right. I've inserted some virtual choreographed dance. It's a culture. That's bit. I've just pushed our culture right. as so well. All of a sudden, our culture is in Kiev and without our having sco- to go to Kiev. Without having to go to Kiev, and a person in Kiev is now able to start I working. Is so now start able to experience progress, and vice versa, we're able to experience them because they're doing the same. Mm. And it becomes an avenue for us to open the doors with new nations with a copy-paste cost process versus poor cement and get on a plane. (laughs) Okay, tell me Uh, something, though. Oh, oh. Sorry, I I (laughs) have um, several questions. Not questions, things to say. Um, All right, first of all, and I think which is the most obvious thing, we have been reading and watching these exact same things on in media for years. And it's always the big bad. It has never been in Ready Player One, um, we are we are Legion. There are so many fictions that depict this as something negative, something bad. Um, how do we because st- I don't necessarily see anything you're saying um stopping the big bad from those books happening in real life. I, well, this is why it's so important that Barbados has a lookout post from the government level in this new world because mm-hmm. the conversations we are now having. Now, right. us doing this made us first movers. As a government, we were the first government in the world to actually begin deploying a government-based service in the metaverse, mm-hmm. okay, in a decentralized metaverse. Um as a result of that first mover advantage, the amount of media coverage we got as a nation, we're not just sand, sea, and 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 beach, right? Uh, sand, sand, beach, and sun, mm-hmm. and a little Rihanna. We're, we, we are technology as well. We're a progressive nation. We're forward thinking. Um, so that's the first thing it did. The second thing it did is it brought people to the conversation who want to join our movement. Right. And, and that type of uh, joining the movement then brings the right type of legal experience and um, the right type of know-how, sitting at the table, starting to ask the question okay. right. about how do we protect people's identities right. in this new right. world? How do we protect their biometrics? Right. How do we start getting standards right. in place that Barbadians are now going to be front and center, the beneficiaries okay. Okay. of these okay. standards okay. that okay. protect okay. us yeah. in this new world where the bad, bad right. maybe happens to another country who wasn't at the table. Uh, okay. But my friends, right. we built we this table. Right, 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 right. We're so, building this table. This okay. yeah, we're not yeah, waiting for you to invite us on. <laughs> <laughs> and gentlemen, like this the thing is, is the Metaverse Embassy wow. is again not to replace our physical embassies. Right. It's to enhance our diplomatic missions yeah. around the world. Um, it's to reduce our cost of our government budget, to increase our relationships. It's to push our cultural. Um, diplomacy missions is to push our technology diplomacy. You know, we go into another nation and say, we'll give you a metaverse embassy. Why don't you give us your digital land titling system? Mm-hmm. We now have something to trade. Right, but right. more importantly, it prepares our people for what's coming. And maybe maybe it's wrong. Maybe the metaverse doesn't, maybe it's a fad. It passes, it fails. 
But you know what? It cost us nothing by putting ourselves out there and attempting to do something new. And it goes back exactly what you said about either you fail or you succeed, but at least you tried, right? Okay. Right. I Okay. So now, what, what is it that we, as well, as young people, but also as Barbadians can do to align our skills with something that can benefit us in the metaverse? Um, well, look, people are selling real estate on the, me- in the on the metaverse right now, and there's plots are selling for millions of dollars. So if you're a real estate agent in Bar- Bar- Barbados, go and become a real estate agent in the metaverse. That's one opportunity right there. Just people that are buying virtual billboards and then selling ad space in 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 this. So Seriously. you can become a businessman there. There's people that have built museums and are renting out wall space of those museums, people that have built art galleries and are saying, if you want your art, I'll take a commission, I'll list it. Um, There's people that are doing concert halls and stuff like that, Mm. where they're now charging you to use their concert hall. Um, So the, 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 the potential, and it wouldn't be fair for me to sit here and tell you these are the list of jobs. You're talking about a brand new space that nobody knows where it can go. The job that, that is out there for you probably hasn't been defined yet. So the advice is go and play around with these new right. technologies and new worlds. Um, here's what, sorry, Kofi. Here's here's why you think. And like for example, like a graphic designer, right? If a graphic designer, kind of like Fiverr, how you could just uh, you could put on Fiverr. If you're a graphic designer, you could advertise. Well, for ten dollars, I'm willing to do one social media post or whatever. It's kind of like the the metaverse that you can see. You could put in the metaverse, like advertise your services in the metaverse, and then people from around the world that come to Barbados. It's like a website, come, you know, and, right. and that's the other thing. Why didn't the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Foreign Trade just upgrade their website? And they they actively are upgrading their website. But this is this is taking things a step further where as a symbol of land, I'm able to attract another government to participate. And um the idea behind that is such that we start breaking the way that we think and hopefully we we are able to push that to Barbadians to start breaking the way they think. Because I wouldn't want a Barbadian to come in this space and think, mm, I'm just going to list my services on some wall in the metaverse versus thinking, what type of new business can I build that the world hasn't been, mm-hmm. hasn't been built in the world yet? That is the real opportunity here and it's potentially the next... Amazon or 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 Google. Microsoft or Google is sitting right there between people's interactions that we haven't seen yet. And if this space becomes mainstream, that means that there's going to be so many more opportunities that need to be filled that Barbadians could really beat the gun on um, or beat the shot on. And it, it doesn't it may not be the metaverse today. Mm. It may be CRISPR tomorrow right. or Bitcoin yesterday. Right. Right. The, the the message we're trying to send is let's try to get ahead of where these things are going so that we're the ones riding the wave trying to catch rather than trying yeah, to catch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Right. I got I got some I got some ideas, man. Like so for example, like like if for example, if a fashion designer who does who does um crochet or them things where like this dude your bikini upside down. I don't know what you guys doing now. But I was I just saying, right? What if what if now you could like design like a But that's happening. Fashion avatar design. Yes, Fashion Week is happening in the central land at the end of March. Mm. And they're having a full fashion week. You've seen the likes of like Adidas and Gucci start designing clothes for this industry. So yes, Barbadians, 
should be designing for the physical world, but for the virtual one as well. Yes. Think about think about this right now being virtual. Right. Is this what you want your avatar to look like? Mm. Or do you want to wear the, the the newest and the latest 3D designs by your favorite designer or your own designs? Or maybe you want to represent the works of some Barbadian. I want to be six feet tall. Is it truly um, that there's parity among so so okay? Can I be a uh, Gabriel Abed? Jeez, I'm, bro. You know, or do the rules that 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 govern our our, our horrible reality as as our life? Right. Transfer into the metaverse. The average it, can the average Joe can the average Joe really suck? Thank you. Or you know, it comes down to the who's who, and that that you know that that enters into the metaverse. That's the exact conversation how it are, boy. You mean if you mean if the prayer fit is level in metaverse, or yeah, if they're because still the there same are because tiers. well, well, so you're, you're asking you're asking that once I'm in the metaverse, is there going to be something that gives me a class privilege mm-hmm. over another actor? It depends on the meta world you visit. And and that's one of the beautiful parts about it is right now I could, you know, change my full avatar, become someone else. And it's it would then be based on, I guess, interactions and merit and what you're able to produce, think, and do. Of course, that's a, a utopian sounding yeah. future. <laughs> yeah. But I, I would... So and, and, and that's the thing that kind of, as a person who struggles with this type of thing, um, not the most technologically savvy person, I would say that, full disclosure. Um, sorry. Um, but, you know, I struggle to to figure out if I can be the person to achieve similarly to some person who, you know, like yourself, who, who understands. Yeah, this um, the conversation I was having exactly was saying that um, the the information is there for everyone right now, right? Which is a give and take because it is there for the people who are successful. I find it easier to make these big investments mm-hmm. compared to um okay the, to make a, a better comparison in the nineteen eighties, landing warrants was nonsense mm-hmm. compared to today. Mm-hmm. So it is very easy for someone that is currently rich in the actual world to invest a million dollars in the metaverse, whereas me with my three. <laughs> I, I what can I really? This goes back to our original conversation oh. about mental capacity of our people, mm-hmm. and and let, let's not make a mistake here. Mm-hmm. It wasn't money that got me to this position. It was using my brain to capitalize on opportunities. Opportunity. Right. Those opportunities end up yielding the results that got me to this position. Mm-hmm. Right. And and that didn't come with having a big checkbook. That that came with having um, uh, using the resources around oh, me, mm-hmm. which were not money based, but a computer, a keyboard, um, a whiteboard. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I do believe that um, there's a path of success for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are going to find it in tech. Some people are going to find it in production. Some people are going to find it in transportation. Um, I do also believe that um, depending on the brought up C you had, the education, 
Uh, is that a word? I don't know. I don't know. That don't warm my heart, though. I just like to say that that is the Instagram clip. Anyway, go <laughs> the, depending on 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 the the brought up to you that you would have had, the environment you would have been yeah. in, it would obviously dictate the level of success that you would expect out of a person mm-hmm. to achieve. Okay, okay, uh-huh. right. Um, and that's that's obviously a fair statement. So it'd be ignorant of me to say that. Yeah, man, anybody could do it. Yeah. It, some people's circumstances just um, financially will never let them get there. I'm very glad and you said that. Though. And it's unfortunate, but that is the truth. Right. However, there is a larger, large part of society that are not in a position where um, they're starving, they're dying, they can't afford mm. clothes on their back. We are in a fortunate position in Barbados where... We do have, um, we do have a high penetration of smartphones mm-hmm. and the and seeing people using them, mm-hmm. which means that should that and I think that's the most important device for success. The smartphone, the smartphone, um, or a, a internet capable oh, well, device. Yeah. Smartphone with data plan. <laughs> <laughs> An internet capable device because I believe the internet to be the world's best invention. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's it's provided us with all of the content and knowledge that we need for any area. Mm-hmm. And I believe that that knowledge is what then gets a person to success. I hear the fact that um, you, you said that because I have, I, what it is that I want to say would be like a 30-minute conversation. And I and I know that that's uh, so much time. But I, okay, I, we go, I, go, I, go, I, ahead, right, go. I, know, I, still, I had a bunch of things to talk to you about in Metaverse when you uh, made your um, opening blurb. So you mentioned three Metaverses, I think you did. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Again, like my knowledge of the metaverse comes from what Mark Zuckerberg said a day. And that's unfortunate. Fiction. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, you remember him? Uh, no, I've never oh, okay. But yeah, ma- mainly fiction, right? So it's like and like news articles uh, combined with my um a couple of books I read or whatever. But you mentioned these three and you mentioned that they're decentralized. They're like uh so it's limited fin- finite uh resources, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But what is stopping it from being from being multiple locations, multiple metaverses? You can go ahead and copy a, a environment, launch your own, and right. But the question is, would you be able to draw the community? Would you be able to draw? The... But that that's what I'm wondering. If it isn't going to be like a um, the market might get saturated in a sense. Like uh, for example, of course, of course. But the thing is, it's um, you know. Why would I come to your metaverse versus his? Well, because you've programmed yours to have better graphics, um, mm. maybe to process better. Maybe you got you convinced Nike to set up a store. Um, you convinced the NBA to host a game yeah, yeah, in your yeah. environment. I don't know how that works. So, yeah, so it's, 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 it's that we there's going to be so many. There's going to be millions and millions of meta worlds, just like there are websites. In my right. opinion, my, how I was um, envisioning it was like um, there's WhatsApp Messenger, there is Telegram, there's Signal, there's all these messaging services. You, you choose based on where the community is okay. is currently positioned. I guess that does make sense. That does make sense. And as you said, the different features, each metaverse, that does make sense. That's interesting. Mm. I, I, I sold. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I'm very sold on, on, on the metaverse too. Um, I, I want to wrap up, but I, I, there are just some general questions that I have, and we could just we could just speed through these, right? 
one general question that I have. You said something about how the internet is the best invention that, that humanity has ever made. I kind of, I kind of, I'm disagreeing to that. How? You believe it's electricity? We are doing this no, B. <laughs> I meant, I, I meant, I meant from our generation's perspective. Don't you think that the internet has, is, is, is doing more harm than good? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's doing some harm, but the, the amount of good that has come out of the internet. Oh, okay. The reason why I ask this is because of the way that, the way that social media is engineered in a way that it manipulates our ability, our need for one, social approval, two, the fact that we, um, our attention span has been now limited because of the fact that they keep pulling our attention in different spaces, whether it be Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, our kids, Twitter, etc. Our kids won't know that world. We we were the guinea pigs yeah, that social media came and abused because we were ignorant and didn't know that our privacy of our data was so critical. But you see what you said earlier, though. You but, said, earlier you said that the metaverse, do you realize that we are easily distracted by different things in the metaf- in, in, on social media and the metaverse is more immersive. But sometimes we're distracted by things that are more important than our Instagram or more important than our Facebook. More immersive means that we are now blocked away from all the other things that we could be focused on. I think on. that you 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 are using the internet as social media synonymously when they're not the same thing. Everything on the internet is not social media. Yeah. I can, I can, a, a I, small portion of Yeah, it. I can literally but the find you. Know I, is social media though. I can... Are you mad? No. The bulk of what we use on, on See, the internet no, is social no, media. No, 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 you I mean, don't. Like, you're it's not it's thinking... It's the equivalent of saying like... Um... um let me fight you. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I. I, 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 I fight so awkwardly. Like, the internet has offered us, you know, data exchange um, and data access in an unprecedented way to allow us at our fingertips to have all the information that we need that has resulted in lives being saved, um, events being impacted. Uh, for the better, um, you know, when we think about m- medicine or communication, communication dog. or 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 even how we process certain things in business and, and whatnot, the internet has all around, in my opinion, been a positive thing. And there are some negative. Social media is not bad. It's the centralized actors that control the social media platforms and what they've done with it that makes it, that makes it bad. Did you watch The Social Dilemma? I have not. Oh, do you know? Do you know what it's about? No. Did you? Okay. Did you? Did you um, read um, "Digital Minimalism" by Cal Newport? No. No. Okay. I, okay. I just, I just, try, I just trying to use a reference. Okay. In terms of what people are saying, in terms of the fact that they have manipulated, they, they, because of the amount of data that they have, they can now manipulate our brains in a way that they can now, of course, push sure. on certain buttons that allow us to be on social media more for sales, advertising, et cetera. But you're you're looking at this so finite, so so narrow-minded, sorry. Because, like, okay, I don't know if you remember back in our days when we had a school project and you go from the family computer and you redo your Googles or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You understand my father had a check dictionary? My father, before, like, picture this for real. Before the year 2000 or whatever, whenever we get into that home, my father has never oh, seen oh, the... You? Um, 30. My father has never seen a photo of a bear wearing a hat. Just as an example, I can mm. find that no. Before the year 2000, that did not, like, in a Bayesian's mind, that actual photo does not exist. Just to show you the flow of information, that's a weird example, but just to show you the flow of information, the flow of information is so crazy, right? That anything you can imagine and you want enough to exist, 
you have a problem, which occurs every day, though. I have a problem, or I want to learn something. I, you know, I started a new job lately, right? Mm-hmm. Dog, my Google search history is just tutorials. Me, <laughs> it is crazy. I, you said me I, that there's information overload. There's also a misinformation overload. You know that too, right? Yeah, I mean, but, but, I, but, but for but, sure. But again, like, again, going yeah, going real. back to saying that. I, I think we were the guinea pigs mm-hmm. of of mm-hmm. those technologies. Now we are at the point where we're even having these conversations saying that data collection and data manipulation was really bad. Our kids are going to grow up, uh, assuming we all end up having kids, our kids are going to grow up in a world where, where we were able to educate them about the flaws and errors. And I mean, look at Facebook's market cap today. Like oh, a Facebook shit, as a yeah, business, they're, 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 the market is responding now. The world has spent its 10 years of social media. And, and I would say in the next 20 years, the social media, we, the type of social media, the type of um, a medium that we interacted with, it's going to be fundamentally different for our kids. Maybe it gets more big brotherish and controlling mm. and, and using <laughs> AI to know that if it advertises these three things, that person is going to go buy a chocolate bar. Um, maybe maybe we get there Um, Mm. but to bring it back to the metaverse um, could it result in this environment that is really bad for humanity which is where I think you were heading with it Um, I don't see it that way I I see I see our world that we can go out and enjoy and live and, and then I see the internet as a product that we can use and there's always going to be a subset of people in society that do stupid things mm. with mm. the useful products put around us in the world. Mm. Okay, mm. okay. I have, I have final final rapid fire questions because I know people are, people want to ask, um, and I don't. I know that many of our guests. I don't think any of them will be able to ask these questions. What's it like to be in a private jet? <laughs> um, just like being on a. No, it's not. You know what? There's there's no lines, which are nice. Um, you know the 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 TSA lines or the immigration lines, mm-hmm. they're they're significantly reduced because right. it's not like a big flow of people trying to right. fly private. So there's like one immigration officer for you and maybe whoever else is there. That's really a, a something that you note because if you've traveled commercially yes. enough, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hate <laughs> this process. <laughs> I hate this process. And, and then when you do, when you, when you have the opportunity, um, if the opportunity arises to go private, you start to say to yourself, this is really unfair. Mm. This is really, a, this existed for others. Yeah. <laughs> this is, so th- there's that, um, you know, there's no one coming up and reading you the rules. Or you need to buckle your seatbelt. And Sir. when the when the oxygen mask comes down, uh, put it on yourself first, first. before you address. Yeah. You know, like young ones. Like there's no one telling you that on private jets. Right. Like it's like there's no one coming to you saying, "Sir, we're about to take off. Please buckle up." Is it weird? I assumed that was still happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's like you're you're. It, you know what it's like? It's like you you just walked and got into your car, mm. and and you're in. You're in control of that environment. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what? What? Uh, we, we. We. I was on. I was at uh, Fish Spot the other day, and I saw Jeff Bezos yacht out there. What's mm-hmm. that like? Um, you're referring to flying fox. <laughs> 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 Who are you? I got to give a name. <laughs> you, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you said Jeff Bezos's boat, which is out there, which would be which would be a boat called Flying Fox. Okay. Um, <laughs> you could have said anything just now. <laughs> you could have said Paul Sinclair. Like, okay, whatever. It's, um, there's, you know, we 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 saw the opportunity for the Middle East um, to be a jurisdiction for for foreign direct investment (FDI), mm-hmm. which we need on the island. Yeah. Um, we need money to come in to develop projects and. The Middle East has a has a decent set of that. Mm. Um, so um, this is this is what it looks like when someone's doing their job. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, um, okay. <laughs> any any very um, who phone that is? Uh, okay, is any, it, any, any oh it's yours. Oh, okay, any any um, like well known, very famous people that you would have met that along your travels that we would have that we would know or we would have heard of. Yeah, quite a few. Um, I guess like people like Sir Richard um, Branson. Ah, nice. Um, Akon. Um, That's so random. That's like the Akon's doing good work. Though. He's doing good work though. Yeah. In Africa, he's doing. Um, I mean, there, there, there's there was a few, but I'm not I'm not like a groupie, right? So right. I don't I don't get excited. Right. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like that's how I see the world, you know. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I get as much excitement from 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 seeing an old friend as you know somebody would probably get from right. seeing a celebrity. Mm-hmm. So, to me, to me, there's it's not something that I've particularly chased out or gone out of my way. And finally, uh, although we spoke with this already, just to sum it up, if there's anything that you can tell young people out there right now, um, especially and a lot of the young people, especially as you would know. They're dreamers, they're content creators, mm-hmm. they're entrepreneurs. They they want to make that first leap the same way that we did with the metaverse. Anything that you would tell them right now? Yeah, there was um there was this guy named Ernesto when I was first starting out. You know that I said earlier, don't listen to everybody. They sometimes get it wrong. Right. Um, do your own thing. But there was one piece of advice that I have to think about. There's this guy named Ernesto. He was the Secretary General of the Organization of American States. And for whatever reason, I met this guy and and uh, I asked him, what advice would you give me? This was when I, was when I was first starting BIT. And he looked at me and he said, my friend, go big or go home. Mm. Mm. And um, that stuck with me. You know, when, when thinking about making a decision, it's like, shit, well, you know, if I make this decision, it could really, could really like mess up a lot of things. But if I also make the right decision, this could this could this could make us. Right. So go big or go home. Mm. His Excellency, you gotta go home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming through. And I'm very glad that you shared your story yeah, and that you shared fantastic. your advice. This this was an amazing episode. Really and I was. know that many people are going to resonate with your story and they're also gonna take your advice and they will also have that. Uh, that one eye to look out for any opportunities that come out in the future and stuff. That's one thing that I know that they will take away from the show. And you got like a 17-hour flight tomorrow. Thanks for coming here. Yeah, right? Stream, bro. And uh, we're going to be following you on your journey. Um, yeah. Uh, here's some more. I, I have no drink in my, in my class. <laughs> but uh, here's some more. Here's some more. <laughs> Here's here's some more here's some more um more work that you do um employing more people uh advising Bajans, uh, being a beacon of, um um of excellence and 
here's some more private jets. Subscription. Uh, <laughs> His Excellency, I know podcast. We out. Thanks for watching the INO podcast, information, knowledge, observation. Be sure to give this video a like and subscribe to our channel. We'll see you soon.